Thomas. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Thomas. Hi, listeners. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Do You Queer What I Queer. Thanks for tuning in. That's Tom. And that is Elliot. Together we are Dickwick. Dickwick. It's our lovely acronym. Get it right. So cute. So cute, so fresh. So cute, so fresh, so clean. Hey, guess what, Tom? What's that? Before we launch into this amazing episode, Uh we have merch update. Um, Thanks to everyone who's been buying merch through us, and thanks to everyone who's been buying merch online through our website, which is doyouqueer.com. If you want something like Queer for Pride, um, and you want to support like like a little like oh like a faggy business, cute figured little street mm, rat mm, business. (laughs) Like, man, we're just in an alley in boxes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. If you want to help support that, that seems incredibly problematic. But if you want to help support us, um, head over to doyouqueer.com. We just got in our new merch. So now we have... Our, Did we? Yeah, we have our pink tea. Oh, wow. I'm says, finding this out hot. Pink tea that says, do you queer what I queer? Um, we have a mug with our uh, logo. We have um, stickers that you can buy. Cute. Now we have tote bags with a Pamela. Um icon on it that says the acronym and you can also buy a white t-shirt with a pink circle and in that pink circle is Pamela dressed as a leather daddy amazing so thank you to Vic Michelli our phenomenal fucking graphic designer um, for putting that together for us Um, this episode will come out on Tuesday of course and I believe at that point um, the merch will be in but not up on the website so just keep checking back in the next couple of days but we have the email that it's here so just hang tight keep checking the other stuff is there. So if you want a mug or a shirt tomorrow, get it. Thanks for pointing that out. How do you feel about being such a capitalist pig? I feel all like this? I have scummy money just pouring out of my bussy right now. I'm just like <laughs> getting those capitalist coins. <laughs> <laughs> you look like that cartoon with the monocle on the top hat, the pig. Yes, and the, the like yeah. the um, animal farmy like um, yeah. political cartoon. You smell like mud. It's perfect. Oh, I love smelling like mud. I'm such a fucking mud sow. Elliot, before we do anything else, you fucking mud sow. Yes. Uh, also, check us out on uh, Instagram, True. Facebook, and Patreon. True. Uh, and in real life, if you see us. Yeah, hey, check us out. <laughs> Say hi. I'm very lonely. I'm <laughs> joking. We haven't even had a drink. I want to know. I want, I'm asking you. I want to know how last night was. I heard you had a night. Oh, my God, you fucking monster. <laughs> it was a really fun queer night. Oh, uh-huh, I haven't. Um, lots of shenanigans. Um potentially ended up at Woody's with potentially my boyfriend Timothy and another um, really cool intelligent handsome man friend yeah and the three of us may or may not have been making out just right on the dance floor at Woody's Um, fingers may have been placed in each other's mouths Uh, we may have been quite drunk and it may have been quite cute Um, so yeah that was my evening um Great. So I just want listeners to know, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people associate us with each other. Right. Um, I would like everyone to know that I do not condone this behavior whatsoever. We were... And, uh, it was Sorry, messy. my roommate's coming. You're fine. Come in. Give me a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Get those cookies. Um, yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, it's very cute and fresh off the press. Speaking of eating cookies... Yes. Like... You were eating his cookies in the bar. Yes, if his cookies are his fingers and his tongue, then right. I certainly was doing that. And so when Elliot told me all of this, and now I threw him in the hot seat yeah. to tell all Thanks, of you, Tom. I just really wanted to, I, I, I wanted to address like how I was feeling. Because I'm sure like listeners are probably agreeing with me that you're such... like I know we said we called you a, a greedy, dirty sow before. Yes. Um, so you found the love of your life. You're an amazing, committed, long-term relationship, yes. and now you get to like Experience. fuck around with the uh, with men that look like statues. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I'm very happy for you, and there's no form of jealousy yeah, or clearly. Um, <laughs> clearly not. I'm not sensing any jealousy. Listen, I know that it's. Do you know what I did last night? I got to hang out with my loneliness. Oh, it was super fun. So we nice. drank a lot. Um, if you multiply that loneliness by two, then you'll have the same amount of company that I had last night with two beautiful men, um, just both gorgeous and like just funny. And it was just like, congratulations. So nice. You're welcome. Yeah. Everyone can send in some hate mail if you want. That's totally fine. Everyone can also fuel your loneliness by ignoring you, which is what I'll, which is what I'll now ask from the audience. Thomas, I can't believe you made me do that. You're a monster. Hi. Ugh, monster, monster fag. Um, Listen. I have some good note. I have some good news. Yay, good news. Do you want me to go first? Please go I first. feel like like we're already like lively and cute and chatty yes. and it may work out. Yes. 
what do you know about Botswana? Not a lot. Right. I okay, know great. It's a country. So we had a, a very exciting week this week in Botswana because it scrapped its gay sex laws and a big victory for LGBTQ rights in Africa. Yay! Uh, I'm getting all this from CNN, which is surprising and in a good way, Yay. because they actually wrote a really cool thing. And I think I'm just going to read it for you, if that's all right. Please go ahead. Who is the author of this article? Uh, Kara Fox. Nice. Thanks, Kara. Thanks. No, thank you, Fox. Oh, what? <laughs> See what I, I don't know. I don't really get it. I just don't like Fox News. So that's oh, what, yeah. I understand. Yeah, because they're that. not very caring. <sighs> But Kara Fox is nailing it. And so am I with that pun. Why are you lonely? I'm not too sure. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Read this shut amazing up, shut article. Up. Okay. Yay, Botswana. Uh, so Botswana's high court has overturned a colonial era uh, 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 yep. law criminalizing consensual same-sex relations in a landmark victory for Africa's LGBT movements. The court in the Southern African country unanimously ruled on Tuesday that the legislation was discriminatory, unconstitutional, and against the public interest. A democratic society is one that embraces tolerance, diversity, and open-mindedness, Justice Michael Laburu said, noting that discriminatory law not only serves as a detriment to LGBTQ people, but holds back all of society. Mm. Societal inclusion is central to ending poverty and fostering shared prosperity. Yes, intersectionality. I love that. Cool, right? Awesome. And the ruling comes just a month after Kenya's high court upheld its laws criminalizing homosexuality. So under Section 164 of Botswana's Penal Code, which reads, Carnal knowledge of any person against the order of nature was an offense that carried a maximum sentence of seven years imprisonment. Section 167 made acts of gross indecency, whether in public or private, a punishable offense with up to two years in prison. Fuck. And the case was brought to court in March by Letsawiletsi Machidimang, a 21-year-old student at the University of Botswana. 21-year-old. We love active youth. That's amazing. Yeah, who argued that society had changed and that homosexuality was more widely accepted. And uh, that's what local media reported. And the packed court erupted in cheers of joy upon hearing the verdict. If you want to go see the very dear video of the court erupting in cheers, I you can, you can go to CNN to find this. It's really quite dear. And so... Uh, Neela Goshal, a senior researcher for Human Rights Watch, told CNN that the ruling sets a powerful precedent on the continent by recognizing that the criminalization of same-sex conduct violates privacy rights and is blatantly discriminatory. Uh, And the high court is right in declaring that sodomy laws belong in a museum or the (laughs) archives, not in modern life, she said. Fuck yeah. And so Anna Molai Chalmers, coordinator of... Uh, Liga Bibo, a prominent LGBTQ rights group in the country, said that the verdict would have a tangible impact on LGBTQ individuals' daily life, saying it would help with access to health and legal services. Before we were struggling, she said, people have been hiding. The judgment can make a massive change for our lives. This is what excites me the most. The judgment means so much. The court has upheld our dignity, our privacy, and our liberty. It means freedom, she added. Describe the dance I'm doing. Yeah, you're doing a really happy dance. It's it's troubling because I've never seen you experience joy before. But, oh yeah, I take it back. But uh, <laughs> I take it back. You should have seen me last night. Uh, however, human rights lawyer uh, Kekansi Fele called the judgment a welcome development, adding that there's still lots of work that needs to be done <clears throat> in terms of access to all services, spaces, and development. Very so important. that's an important thing to remember. I'm sorry that I butchered maybe all of those names. I'm a white idiot. First um, read too. It's you're, yeah. Anyway, there's more. Uh, head on over to CNN World to find out. But uh, it's a really good article. Thank you, Kara Fox, and thank you for taking that journey with me, listeners and Elliot. Tom, thanks for that. Um, I have um, sad yet necessary news but before i do that i just want to say to everyone the episode that you've tuned into which you can probably glean from the description but we sit down with um this amazing woman named olive and she talks to us all about feminism and um living in the middle east and coming to toronto and queerness and she is very enlightening and very intelligent yes 
I do need to say a caveat to that is that uh, we needed to uh, keep our identity anonymous. Yes. So there are a lot of details that may seem to be missing. That's incredibly intentional. Yeah. Um, we apologize that like we couldn't bring to you the full, the fully fleshed out storytelling, but that's just what it had to be. And we're always willing to respect anonymity here. So I um, hope you love it as much as we did. Great. Thank you for pointing that out. Actually. Before though. So safety first. Yes. That I struggled. Very, that was, I, can you tell I'm a fucking teacher of 14 year olds? Okay, go ahead. First. I was like, what are you referring to? <laughs> Anonymity, I understand. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get into that, though, um, I I think it's important that we talk about these issues and trigger warning. I'm about to talk about uh, violence against trans people and trans murder. So please skip ahead for the next couple of minutes. Um, if, you, if you can't listen to this, obviously do skip ahead until we introduce all of but let me just go into something. So on June 13th, Zoe Spears, who is a black trans woman, was killed in a Maryland suburb. Uh, according to the Human Rights Campaign, she is at the at least, sorry, she is at least the 10th trans woman to be killed in the U.S. this year. Uh, police are asking if anyone lives in the area to call 866-411-TIPS. Yeah, so if you have any information on that, please do call that number. Uh, and this... Also, uh, the death of Zoe Spears came um, just weeks after uh, March 30th murder of Ashanti Carmen, who was killed just blocks away from where Spears was killed, four oh, blocks to be exact. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and Carmen's uh, death is as yet unsolved. Um, so the next thing I just want to say, Tom, have you ever heard of Ashley Marie Preston? No. Um, she's an American media personality, journalist, and activist. She's the first trans woman to become editor-in-chief of a national publica- publication, uh, Wear Your Voice magazine, uh, and she's the first openly trans person to run for state office in California. So she tweeted on June 15th, so two days after Zoe Spears, she said, I'm just at this place in my life where, if you don't have time to discuss the genocide of black trans women or systemic anti-blackness in America, we have no business to discuss with one another. If you're tired of hearing about it, imagine how we feel living every moment of it. Oh, dear. So Elizabeth Warren had retweeted um, uh, Preston's tweet and added the names of the trans women killed in the United States this year, and I'm just going to read out the names because I think it's very important that we hold them in our hearts and that we remember them, and going forward, we all advocate for better safety in society. So... Dana Martin, Ashanti Carmen, Claire Legato, Malaysia Booker, Paris Cameron, Michelle Tamika Washington, Chanel Lindsay, Jazeline Ware, Chanel Scurlock, and now Zoe Spears. The murder of black trans women is a crisis, Warren writes. We'll fight this and we will continue to say their names. Oh, wow. I mean, good for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, um... Good, good for anyone who is speaking about it at this yeah. time. I, I recognize the the sensitivity around this because um, it, it's it's like you don't want to always dredge up these things that are so triggering. But yeah. but this is literally yeah, happening. Dude. This is this needs to be confronted. It this needs is to be Pride addressed. Month. This should be at the forefront of anything any discussion that we're having around human rights. Which is really fucked up because my thought for a second was like because it's Pride Month, do I want to share anything but joyful news? And then I would, like, slap myself in the face because, like, yes, of fucking course you have to. Like, yep. duh, who created Pride was black trans women. Yeah. Like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, um, keep those names in your hearts and your minds. Um, Thank you for sharing that, Elliot. I know that was a little bit tricky. Call in to the tip line if you have info. Tom, thanks for sharing that wonderful news about Botswana. Um, and I guess without further ado, sorry to, to put a damper, but... You're going to fucking love this episode with Olive. So, yeah. bye. Elliot, will you please introduce our guest this week? Tom, I'm so excited because we're sitting in the studio here with Olive. Olive, hi. Hi. Hi, Olive. <laughs> hi. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great, actually. I like the company. Same. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Your energy is radiant right now. So, Aww. as always, Tom and I are going to try and get into that space. <laughs> <laughs> as per usual. A little queer pick-me-up. Um, um, how are you feeling, Elliot? What's your color today? My color today is something like um, peanut butter. 
Oh. Yeah, I'm the color of peanut butter today because... Um, Crunchy I, or smooth? You know the one that's in between? It's like mostly smooth but has little flecks of peanuts. Crumpy? Mm. Crumpy, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> crumpy peanut butter. Um, yeah, because I've been feeling a little bit like sticky and slow lately. Ooh. But... Yeah. But also a bit sweet. Like, there's something sweet about, like, slowing down. I'm getting all that from you. You are a bit sticky and slow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, put me on the roof of a dog's mouth, and, like, that's... Artemis just did an acrobatic dance. Also, that wasn't sexual. That wasn't that wasn't <laughs> sexual at all, I promise. Like, just like, it, like a sure? dog... <laughs> like a dog, like, licking peanut butter. Anywho. Where? Off the roof of its mouth. It, like, takes a long time, but it enjoys the treat, but it, like, has to slow down oh to eat goodness. it. Oh, my goodness. Olive, oh, I'm wondering what your color is today. How are you feeling? I think, um, Elliot's jam. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, like, kind of, um, dark red, something like that, yeah. And, um, why dark red? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel it's rich. It's yeah. It has um, texture mm. and like very. F- it seems emotional to me a little. <laughs> like like a, a depth of emotion that's like wise in a way. Mm. That's what I'm getting. Maybe I don't know. I like the what's it called? Um, the fortune teller and you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, that makes one of you. <laughs> Dark red, I like it. Is there is is that positive, negative? Is it a mix? No, it's actually positive some way. Yeah. Plus, you can make a sandwich out of both of us. Mm-hmm, which is exactly. Gonna move for a PB and J. Well, I'm gonna jump in on the theme of of your colors. I really feel like my color today is like um like a, a Chardonnay. Oh, Ooh. like a. Like a probably too sweet, cheap, sugary, like Chardonnay, like a Chardonnay that like Rob uh, Doug Ford's wife would drink. Okay, and like oh my god, your cat's attacking me. Um, and I'm saying this because I mean we talked a bit about it earlier, but we're having a lot of trouble in the province right now with our mm-hmm. government, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of um, <laughs> uh, constituents of the progressive conservative party mm. uh that are um uh white women that all look like half trolls and half um bagpipes and they uh <laughs> can we count this, this? this really took a turn <laughs> this really took a turn for they what they want anyway i work for uh, a community arts program yeah, and they want they, now that the government has cut all of our funding, mm. they want to show up because we have a new exhibition opening, and they want to have photo ops and this and that with us. And I'm so angry. And here they are, just strolling in on their horses, drinking their Chardonnay, living their best white lives. And are they like co-opting what you're doing and like taking credit for it? Absolutely, they want. They want. A photo shoot without and nothing without anything behind it. It just mm-hmm. makes me so angry. Yeah, because but- you've cut so much funding, and now, now they're because of the backlash that's happening in Ontario at the moment. They're they want to like sugarcoat. They're their like, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're gonna go support. Not even I'm using air quotes. Uh-huh. This like community arts organization, but they just want to show up and have a photo. Yeah, but I mean, taking with their fucking of- Chardonnay. All right, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, taking a photo next to, like, whatever community project doesn't make you anything but someone who's, like, climbing on the back of people. Exactly. Who are actually <laughs> Especially after working. you cut the funding to yeah. the program. Yeah. So that's my frustration today. That was a big old glass of Chardonnay. Sorry, sorry I went <laughs> off on that Chardonnay rant. No, it's perfect. You need to live in that moment. Okay. Yeah. All Stay of in the- that moment. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, okay, so I am not from Toronto. I kind of find it like funny how people say Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So, and I have been a dyke for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> long, long time. Uh, what else? Um, I've been organizing as well with people. And um, I think we all need to organize, mm-hmm. actually, because it also keeps us going. 
regardless of like intercommunity trouble and problems what else about me hmm um ask me something (laughs) (laughs) okay so you say you're not from toronto so i'm wondering where do you hail from where do i come from i come from somewhere from the middle east okay yeah and so being a dyke for a long long time yeah self-proclaimed dyke Uh um (laughs) how was that like uh, i know that's an incredibly general question yeah yeah, yeah. no the thing is you know i'm wondering what got you here to toronto toronto Mm. i guess yeah so um the people i mean usually when you say you're a lesbian from the middle east or a queer woman from the middle east there's always these assumptions that you were tortured and stuff which is like the case for a lot of people but um the thing is once you find your community you get empowered and that's why for me it was tough like everybody else uh, to come out <laughs> the closet <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because everybody kind of told me I'm a lesbian before I <laughs> I knew I was happened <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh, I don't think so <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and then I discovered it myself it was a good discovery actually at what age would you say you were when you discovered it uh okay so the first time i got like joe drop oh my god such a beautiful woman i was 17 okay yeah and then at 19 i was like i need a hero (laughs) 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 just open the door of the closet and like i didn't even jump i you know when you (laughs) run out of an airplane yeah you parachuted out of the closet yeah But without, but you didn't have a parachute on. You just like skydove. No, no, no. yeah. But she leapt. did have a song in her heart. It's true to yeah. keep you flying. I love that. <laughs> so um. So our like our question this season that I'm very excited to ask you mm. is what has fostered your queerness? Oh wow, the feminist movement definitely. It fostered my queerness. It enriched it. It kind of also. Um, refined my politics of being queer it's in feminism where I found myself and my queerness actually Amazing. Um, second question to that is how going forward or how do you now uh, foster that queerness in others well I think I think we all have this duty kind of to foster queerness in others whether directly or indirectly, it depends. I mean, I also don't want to be one of those people who just want to put pressure on other people to do things. Mm-hmm. We all have our capacity and capabilities and limitations. But um, I do that by actually being open to talk to people and to remind people, especially the ones that are struggling with their sexuality, that like we've all kind of been there and share my experience with them of like how I deal with my sexuality. I also um, have a lot of friends. um, So I also put people in contact with one another if they share similar, um, yeah, similar experiences Mm -hmm. in some way. And uh, you've done that with me so far too. I love it. You're such a good <laughs> networker. I? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. that's amazing. I don't remember. Just some of your some of your queer friends, even like through Instagram and stuff. I'm now like following people that like I just wouldn't have known other than you. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, and I I just love it because also you feel that somebody's feeling better, you know, and you know where. Because when I came out, I thought, like, I come from a very conservative uh, family. Mm. And (laughs) when I came out, I was like, am I the only lesbian, you know, on this planet? Right. And then the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And I discovered I'm not. So it's not like a victim story. It's just like, more like, I didn't know Mm -hmm. better. But then I found my own community and... We grew to be a big, huge community. So, yeah. I love that answer. Mm. Um, 
I don't want to overwhelm you. I just have so many questions for you because we haven't actually sat down and done this yet. Um, One thing I'm really curious about is even for our listeners out there, how might you contextualize feminism uh, in your life and in your politics? And like, how have you seen feminism work in your activism? Oh, wow. Okay, so so it depends because, you know, feminism is something, feminisms, Mm -hmm. you know, it's plural, not singular. There is no one type of feminism there. Can you elaborate for some of our listeners that might not understand that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely there are waves of feminism, right? The first wave, the second wave. And there are also like feminist, uh, Marxist feminists, and then radical feminists, and then there are queer feminists, and then Marxist queer feminists. I mean, these categories are uh, a lot. Like, you can't just, we can't stay here for a year talking about categories. Mm-hmm. But this is what's important for me about feminisms and feminism because it's um, it's an ideology that keeps growing out of critique, you know, whether constructive or maybe, I don't know, sometimes critique can be also reductive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. so it basically works on itself and... Develops is, it, is some of the theory around it. Excuse my stupidity. Like the, how they intersect together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, intersectionality by Kimberly Crenshaw mm-hmm. um, is an example of how gender, race, and class intersects, right? And this is where the intersectionality theory came from. And this is also like a lot of feminisms now. A lot of feminism. Feminists call people to have intersectional, mm-hmm. um, intersectional feminism because this theory in specific, I mean briefly, came out of um, black women and women of color being not included some, in some way of feminist analysis of patriarchy. And um, we know capitalism, ra- racism, and patriarchy are very intertwined mm-hmm. in some ways so yeah they yeah. support each other in so many ways mm-hmm. and build in accesses to the exactly whole. and there are pillars for each other is that the word yeah pillars pillars um so how do you see it um i guess you've answered this a little bit but like informing your activism or informing yeah. your your praxis maybe so basically um let me start. Where do I begin? <laughs> Where do I begin? Okay, so um, okay, so let's say um, class. Okay, so for me, I I kind of like align with the feminists who look at class as something very essential for feminist analysis. Okay, so you can't. For example, look at, I don't know, okay, domestic violence, for Mm -hmm. example. Sorry, trigger warning. You can't look at domestic violence and not think of how women sometimes stay in marriages because they cannot afford to leave, Mm. right? So this is like a very simple Mm -hmm. um, example of how patriarchy and kind of the economy and class intersects, intersect and intertwine. Something else, for example, is um, gender, okay? So we talk a lot about gender identity to the extent that sometimes gender, uh, sometimes the word identity and gender is like, became abstract, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I align with the feminist who <laughs> exactly. You're so cute. Sorry, my cat's just barking at everyone right now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Elliot fed it a whole leaf of catnip. So she's a feminist. Like she's yeah, running yeah. around. Like, I think she's agreeing with me. Yeah, yeah it's I think true. she is too. Yeah. She's actually yelling at you, Elliot, for like not being feminist enough. I should have known this already. Yeah. That's what she's saying. Sorry, continue. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, we uh, look at gender. Okay, and gender is an oppressive structure. So I'm going to like rewind that and like blare it for our listeners because yes, you couldn't be more right in saying that. What do you mean blur it? Oh, I'm like, I mean like 
in the audio, I'm going to like make that way louder. So it'll sound like you're shouting that at everybody <laughs> just to really like get that across to people. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes people ask me, how is gender op- an oppressive structure? So since you're a child, you are put in a box that you can barely subvert, right? You mm-hmm. can't get out of that box and you learn fa- to perform your gender through femininity or masculinity by looking at the things outside, right? School, the house, bullying, you know? So you get policed into performing your gender. Uh, If you disagree with me, please. No, I super agree. And just to add to that too, like part of that performance is policing. Exactly. So bullying is policing Mm -hmm. and telling, uh, I mean, telling your child not to wear a skirt if he is like um, socialized as a boy, that's also some sort of policing of their gender identity. Mm -hmm. So for me, feminism is also about gender being something that we can play with. You know, we can bend, we can get rid of it. I wish we can get rid of gender. Me fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, how, can you imagine how beautiful the world and more comfortable the world would be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without all these boxes there's a a woman at my work so mm-hmm. if you're listening who's pregnant with twins and just found out they're both boys uh-huh. and when she announced it to the office yesterday everyone screamed in happiness mm-hmm. and i don't i can't articulate it properly i yeah. just sat there thinking what the hell are you celebrating right mm-hmm. now like and now like now that you've said like gender is an oppressive yeah. structure yeah. it's like oh that's what i was feeling like yeah. I'm like what now now you are all adding to mm-hmm. these two unborn children like you exactly. are putting on you're cheering because of 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 stigma because of yeah. no, of mm-hmm. norms of society you're yeah. cheering because you like they're going to like sports and cars and you know <laughs> yeah. big titties and it's so weird. Like, that's why they're cheering, right? There's no other reason. Well, and, like, even to this point, too, like, just on the idea of, like, the concepts we build for children before they're born, gender's yeah. a huge fucking box. And also, like, ableism, like, their idea for that boy is that he'll be able to play sports and, like, he won't be intellectually disabled. Like, mm-hmm. all of these things that we need to confront aren't a reality until we know our child, you know? And yeah. so many boxes. So I keep saying, like, oh, don't worry. Like, one of them will be a trans woman or gay like mm-hmm. don't don't worry that it just will be and everyone's yeah. like okay tom cool and then you're <laughs> radical for saying that but like if you go into it with that idea like why why isn't that a, yeah. a reality you know yeah yeah and also like these children are still cells inside somebody's body yeah seriously right <laughs> we were already yeah. like throwing all these That's social right, exactly. you know expectations on them like be a boy yeah and yeah. Play sport. But also, I mean, celebrating being pregnant with boys in specific has a lot of history of inheritance and yeah. patriarchy and the yeah. emergence of patriarchy and capitalism. So Class be- again, right? Because yeah. these boys will be able to inherit and, and make more capital through yeah, their and marriage. Yeah, and carry the family name. Right. Yeah, so... Right, those are levels that I didn't even think of. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Feminisms. <laughs> I love it. This is an amazing <laughs> lesson. Um, and also in this conversation, too, I think... Something that people get stuck on when we talk about, like, quote-unquote, ending gender or gender being a construct. Yeah. It's not that, like, it, it's it's a world in which everyone, like, no one has long or short hair or whatever, whatever you think the binary yeah. is. It's just the fact that, like, long, luscious hair is not feminine. Like, it's yeah. just there there is no gender in these individual mm-hmm. things because that's a notion that we created. A dress isn't feminine. A dress is yeah. a dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, exactly. A dress is a piece of fabric mm-hmm. if you remove all the social um, projections on it, right? Mm-hmm. From history or like how it is constructed. But yeah, and I'm I'm also like, I want to talk to the idea that people are like, yeah, you don't want gender, you want everybody to be like uh, whatever. No, I mean, taking gender out or like ending gender mm-hmm. allows people to be whosoever they want to be and that doesn't mean they can't be like act in normative masculinity for example you know or normative femininity but that idea allows people to have a more bigger spectrum of being whatever the fuck they want 
Mm-hmm. I said, fuck. No, oh. you can definitely <laughs> say fuck. <laughs> say whatever you want, I assure you. Yeah. It's the same idea with the future is female. Mm-hmm. Like, for me as a feminist, that phrase gets on my nerves so much because, I mean, I see where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I see that it aims to empower women, but no, the future is like whatever the fuck you want to identify as. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. So, I think, I hope so. Yeah, instead, I mean, like, a lot of people have issues with um, anti-politics and, like, but I think that phrase should more be, like, the future is not patriarchal. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's trying to embody almost is, Mm -hmm. like, what we're turning away from. But you're right, it's a binary, then, that we're turning towards if we're gonna... And we need to get rid of all these binaries, like, uh, male-female, I don't know... um, politics and politics you know um these are even conservative liberal Mm -hmm. like things yeah (laughs) i mean there i don't know there's a lot more in the world than the two things you know exactly exactly and like someone said just to your point of conservative liberal like what is liberal in the united states for example is what we consider conservative in canada so like those aren't even words we can use to talk about anything anymore and like historically speaking conservative parties have done things that are quote-unquote liberal and vice versa and like yeah binaries stop action and Mm -hmm. stop movement um i'm curious to this is a question obviously you can only speak to in your own experience but um, having moved here from somewhere in the Middle East, how do you see queer politics um, affecting these places differently? Or like, mm-hmm. maybe what did you learn from where you're from that you can bring to Toronto or vice versa? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I didn't really get into a conversation with the community in Toronto yet. Um, but I feel that um, the idea community here have about us is very kind of problematic because we're directly put in the victim position mm-hmm. and I mean even if you are living in an oppressive structure that takes different forms and shapes it doesn't mean you are a victim it means that the world around you sucks and yeah so that's one two I heard a lot of like um, anti um Kind of some anti-Black Lives Matter politics. Yeah. Coming yeah. from Toronto. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Which is, for definitely. me, is like, <laughs> what? <laughs> White cis gay people, like, just speaking from that community. Yeah. Um, and it's something that Tom and I talk about, but there seems to be a huge gap in uh-huh. in understanding history and understanding why we have queer politics and understanding yeah. why queerness And specifically exists. why we have pride and yeah. a pride yeah. parade. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was born out of... Well, I mean, we've said this over and over, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. you trans can't, women. trans women you of can't color, like, have a pride parade and be against Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Go away. Like, yeah. go have some other weird white party that. <laughs> yeah. Like every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also the thing is, like, people get um, very agitated by disruption, right? Mm-hmm. But disruption is very a very political act. You need to disrupt something when you are structurally silenced, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I heard and read a lot about the gay pride, um, Black Lives Matter. The sit-in. Yeah, the yeah. sit-in. Yeah, it was a huge... It was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, my, my cat's Sorry, eating houseplants. Oh, yeah, Jesse, put the cat down. Uh, just joking. Jesse, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> but it was interesting, the politics around like, oh, it became something that you either agreed with or you didn't agree mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. AKA it took racists out of the woodwork and it emboldened yeah. people to be like, we were having yeah. a nice day and then we had to stand in the sun for an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you really think that pride's supposed to be you with your, like, shirt off and a ripped body, like, having martinis in the sun? Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I also heard a lot of times, like, uh, things such as, I don't like people that shout and scream for rights. I'm like, you know, if people didn't shout and scream... Where would you, you be right now? Exactly. Yeah. You would be, like, in some kind of, I don't know, place where... You don't have rights, yeah, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if you maybe are in a position to speak to this. Like, as a Canadian, 
I intellectually and politically agree with disruption, but mm. I feel like it's hard for me to do. Like I, I feel like embarrassed at it and I feel quiet. And I'm wondering if you have noticed anything different in like the ethos here mm. from where you're from. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's um, because I come from a place, but also I, I am surrounded by feminists and queer people. So I kind of come from an intellectual bubble in some way. So when we object to something, we do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. What I notice here that people get annoyed by things but don't act on it, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know, maybe this is a very big generalization. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe it doesn't apply to everybody in the Middle East. By the way, it's not a country. It's a whole fucking region and it has <laughs> countries in it that are very different <laughs> from one another. <laughs> Cute for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to give away too much in saying this, but in in the way that I know you mm-hmm. outside of this podcast, um, you have taught me through your actions the value of that. And I've seen you on a number of occasions um, say something and disrupt something and have that thing happen. And like just to make that change through doing it is so important. And it's like it's everything that Tom and I want to be is like teaching through your own action, like pedagogy through experience, you know, like you do the thing and then it happens and people around you can see. That's so fucking cool. I wonder if you can give me an example of that. I I can I can vaguely I can I can vaguely do it. Um, there there there's like a public space where Paul and I um work, I guess you could say, and. Mm there was a lot of uh, brown and black bodies on the wall of the space in terms of art. That was <laughs> sounded really violent. Um, like pictures and, <laughs> and portraits um, of, of brown and black people. And, and Maya just kind of wrote on a Facebook group and was like, hey, what the fuck? Like, are we still doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, thought, I thought that we weren't doing this anymore. And within a day, not only had they been taken down, but then there was a plan for newer and better art, and there was a discussion about why that was inappropriate. And there was another person of color on the Facebook group who was like, yeah, maybe those pictures were up to make up for the lack of, like, physical brown and black bodies occupying that space. And, like, just in that, it it was just so refreshing to see. And, like, thank you for that. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) I'm very shy, so... (laughs) (laughs) No, but also, I mean, I think... Having to be somewhere where you have to fight on a daily basis for some things teaches you to stay, like, in action always. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I look forward to become someone who can, like, look at things and be like, yeah, let somebody else deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Maybe can you give an example of, like, something that you've disrupted in your in your personal life or, like, even, like, maybe one of your favorite uh, one of your favorite movements you've been involved in? Mm, 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 mm. So uh, once for, um, because we were kind of mobilizing for uh, for a law to pass, and it's for women, mm. to protect women from uh, domestic violence, and we made a, um, we made a die-in in front of the parliament. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So we were like, if you want that woman, we'll show you that woman in front of the parliament. And uh, yeah, so we all <laughs> came together and basically dropped that. It was a summer day and <laughs> it was so hot. Oh my God. But yeah, so that's one of the things that kind of caused a lot of disruption. Wow. And what else? Um, that's one of my favorite, actually. Um but I also feel like people can disrupt normative um, daily life mm-hmm. by just being sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you go out um, not wearing what people expect from a normative guy, for example, to mm-hmm. wear. Or when you, I don't know, uh, when somebody from the family asks you, when are you getting married? And you go like, hey, um, when they allow women to marry each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that and to the point too of like disrupting through being I love like when I dress what's considered like non-normative for mm-hmm. like like a quote-unquote boy to dress as and queer people clock it and there's that moment of like recognition and like yeah. safety in that and like I've made so many friends like yourself included where it's just like 
I see you in like side in that like fucking stuffy room that we were both in. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, hi, yeah. like hi, like, yeah, exactly, you know hi. I mean? Like, thank this. That that moment was very important for me as well because I was like, kind of <laughs> almost gonna faint from heterosexuality. Impressive <laughs> 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 heterosexuality. Like, like it's in my eyes, <laughs> and then Elliot comes up and like, hi, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it's to the point too like like i get that not everyone has the safety to do that and like i i'm so lucky that i can do that and that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm supported when i do that and like only for myself like positive things have come from that um and so i think it's a good reminder for those of us who are able to do that that Mm -hmm. it's not for ourselves like you're saying like it's disruptive to be and that's Mm -hmm. that's enough sometimes you know like we can make change in that sense exactly but also i mean if you don't want to disrupt or if you can't that is something jesse can you cat wrangle <laughs> no 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 no! please keep her <laughs> okay as long as she's not biting you no no she's uh, she's actually kissing me so, <laughs> so yeah but i mean sometimes people cannot also disrupt either because they are limited in <laughs> the way they are um brought up or they're privileged i mean not everybody has to be like can be very privileged in a sense that they can disrupt so mm-hmm. uh, i want to tell these people that it's okay right and uh, we can also see you because it's not about what you wear it's about your vibe so we can get your vibe mm-hmm. and yeah so you're not invisible and we can see you and we're already we like you if you're a good person, <laughs> right? It's true. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're a turf. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Can we please talk about turfs now? <laughs> okay, gender is an oppressive structure. <laughs> so, okay, so women have been like oppressed, cis women, by gender all their lives. Mm-hmm. So, basically, trans exclusionary feminists. Um, I don't understand. I do understand. <laughs> it's my job to understand, actually. <laughs> but I don't justify. So um, I just want to say that if you ever... Um, I mean... Okay, let me give uh, a parallel example. My friend once, if this guy, was like, Okay, so explain for me more about harassment. And I'm like, okay, so if I am in a party we we go party together a lot so if i am in a party what am i worried about if i want to go to the bathroom and he's like what i asked him what are you worried about if you want to go to the bathroom and he sighed and then he's like maybe a long line and i'm Mm -hmm. like okay for me it might be um sexual harassment or someone like following me into the bathroom you know at the same time i don't think so yeah exactly so then think of trans woman like their life is fucking complicated by the fact that they want to pee like it's that simple Mm -hmm. nobody should be not allowed to pee wherever the fuck they want Mm -hmm. and if they feel like they want to be in the woman bathroom because they are women, uh, trans women are women. That's also something I'm going to make real loud for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have different organs than the normative, but that doesn't mean anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I meant normative woman as in the patriarchal oppressive version of ver- yeah yeah version totally. of what a woman is whatever that means what is a woman anyway what is a man anyway right mm-hmm. so especially physically yeah so, yeah the gamut's huge yeah so i mean don't complicate i have a friend and they are like kind of non-binary so and then Every time they go to the bathroom, it's a, like a fucking hassle. Why? This person needs to pee. Wherever they are, they are also kind of looked at or kind of sent to the other bathroom. And 
it's just like so much to deal with mm-hmm. already starting with the police starting with um not being able to have your family if you came out right as mm-hmm. a trans person or a non-binary person uh, not being able to keep your job sometimes not being able to keep your lovers even right and now what we need to also like police their fucking pee mm-hmm. and the you bullshit know? hypocrisy of it is that the the quote-unquote reasoning for why it's hard for these people to pee is that people are afraid of being assaulted in the washroom by like a non-binary or trans person. That's what people say. They're like, it's unsafe. How many times does that ever happen? Yes, exactly. and the Fucking very people, zero. the very people who are saying this, like, usually are themselves like assaulters. Like the yes. Catholic Church has assaulted more. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's just, it's yeah. Beware of people that say other people are violent. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so frustrating. Yeah. And also, how does it fucking affect you? They're just going to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Get That's over like, it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Just get over it. Also, a predator is a predator. Yeah. Wherever they are. And who? Whether, exactly. Yeah. Whether they are in a bathroom or somewhere else. On a bus. Or, yeah. I don't know. In your own home, sometimes you have predators, right? So, yeah, a predator is a predator. They want, I mean, and if they are afraid of non-binary people kind of um, assaulting them or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, non-binary people are as annoyed by you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of your fucking prejudice. Yeah. So, and so are trans women and so are trans men. So, and they already have to deal with a lot of violence everywhere they go. So, uh, I think feminists in specific need to foster a certain... Uh, environment where trans people are at least comfortable like some kind of safe bubble where they can take a deep breath and actually breathe mm-hmm. instead of like always being on their nerves because someone's gonna say something uh, politically incorrect or misgender them or call them by their dead name or whatever I don't mm-hmm. know like so many things so I think as feminists we need to um, also stand up and talk to other feminists about that. I love that point. And like there's on um, this past recent uh, Trans Day of Visibility, Miss yeah. um, Major, who's an icon, she's a, an elder in the in the trans community. She's an American woman of color. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking brilliant, amazing. And she put out a statement just essentially being like, on this day of visibility, let's recognize the fact that for so many of us, we're so visible that we have violence committed against us like yeah. our visibility right. is the thing that invites violence especially right. as, as women of color and then so for visibility why don't and it's what you're saying why don't we put the onus on our supporters mm-hmm. to be visible in their support yeah like yeah. so so make visible nice. safe spaces like make yeah. visible places for people just to fucking sit and breathe you know and like that should mm-hmm. be the discussion now yeah it's like oh you say you're a quote-unquote ally like let, let's yeah. see that like let's yeah. see that visibility mm-hmm. instead of making these people like hurl their bodies into the media yeah. And be like, I exist. Like, yeah, you exist. Like, you've existed forever. Like, these people mm-hmm. aren't new people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, mm. whosoever want to be visible, they are privileged enough to be visible. They can. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know how to say it because also representation in the trans community is very rare. Mm-hmm. They are so tokenized. And I mean, I'm not maybe in a place to represent uh, anybody here except myself. (laughs) But um, I also feel like sometimes people, when they are, um, when they talk about trans issues, they expect people to clap for them. Yay, good. No, you're not good. You're basic. Yeah. You know, (laughs) including myself. This is basic. Right. Being a decent right. human being, right? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the bottom rung of the ladder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's sad how far that rung has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> basic literal decency yeah. is like yeah. shocking. Don't hate someone. What? Yeah. Number really? one step. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like when men are like, yeah, I am a feminist. I did this, this and that. Yeah, so what? Yeah. Do you want me to clap for you and tell you thank you? Yeah. Also, why are you reading me your resume? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just they be a feminist. That. You yeah. don't need to talk, like, <laughs> brag about it. Yeah. So true. They say that a lot. Oh, my God. 
don't get me started on that. You <laughs> <laughs> can see the exhaustion in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse's uh, giving us a wave. He's our patriarchy. Yeah, right Jesse, you're the patriarchy. What? He's telling us we're over time. <laughs> we're over time? Okay, no, we have a few other things to get through. How very fucking dare you. Although Wait, I don't want to cut we, you off. Before we do this, I have um, one, more th- one more question. Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free to not answer it. Um, mm. But you said that your family is conservative. And I'm just wondering if, like, now, what's it like when you go home? Or, like, how's that relationship now? Oh, no, they're they're cool. Now, I mean, we don't talk about my sexuality. We don't talk about my activism. We don't talk about my work. We don't talk about religion. Right. So we're fine. We're like, oh, food. Yeah. <laughs> How very waspy of you in a weird, oh, like, wine. background way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I found, like, a middle kind of thing with my mom where I asked her for... Um, recipes of food mm-hmm. and she's so happy to help so that's like our bonding point I love that cool. yeah. great yeah I mean I get that mm-hmm. yeah Tom I feel like your personal history aligns more closely <laughs> <laughs> no comment because <laughs> that's what we do so. in my family yeah yeah the no comment thing yeah <laughs> Olive will you yeah. please look to your right and there's a celestial being over your shoulder. I'm wondering if you can describe Pepper to us and ooh, what kind ooh, of like yeah. vibe she's giving. Yeah, like what's the queer vibe from yeah. Pepper? So Pepper is some kind of like queer, gendered mafia, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. She has such a good presence and like her hair screams. Like, come on, look at me. I'm so beautiful. And uh, she's an... They are an artist. (laughs) (laughs) She goes by she, too. Don't worry. Yeah, Yeah. it's she, She him, they. Sorry, Papa, I missed you. They observe all all pronouns. You didn't. didn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Pepper uh, is an artist. I like how uh, they have the brush in their hair. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I've done some painting before. Nobody leaves the brush in their hair. Just so you know. <laughs> that just goes to show you what sh- what they're going through right yeah, now. Yeah, uh-huh. it's true. They're going yeah. through a lot. They're yeah. performing art. Are the performing artists right now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, so this is the vibe I get from Pepper. It's like I'm here. I'm present. It's perfect. See me screaming visibility out. Yeah. As our next little final thing, second final thing, we have some questions for you. Yeah. Um, feel free to just not think too hard on any of these. Mm-hmm. We will just go through and ask, answer as fast as you can. My bad. Oh my I'm God. trying to find the questions at the moment. Like a fucking stupid faggot I am. I have it here if you want. Oh, we want to share? We can share. I don't want to share with you. Okay. Sharing no, is caring. Have you have to share. Okay. <clears throat> it's not a pizza, <laughs> it's questions. <laughs> Olive, okay. what is your favorite swear word? Fuck. What's your pronoun? Her, she. What's your favorite body part? Boobies! <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Oh, I don't have one. What's your favorite mythical creature? Whosoever mm. <laughs> takes down patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite noise? Oh... Right now, I miss the beach so much. So oh. the Mediterranean, so beautiful. Who's your celebrity crush? I don't have one. <laughs> ASMR. That's- oh my god! Did you see that video when somebody said, "I don't like Beyonce," and then they, like, I love Beyonce, by the way. Oh yeah, and then everyone like ruined her life. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad I- outcasted her. <laughs> I don't have a. Um, who's your queer icon? Queer icon. Mm. I mean, famous icon or no? It can be definitely personal, doesn't have to be famous. personal hero, famous yeah. icon. Maha, this is for you. Oh, I love that. Um, what do you wish you knew more about? Hmm. What do you wish you knew more about? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I what would no your, shit. What would your friend say is your best quality? Hmm. I don't know. 
But my best friend say that I can never swallow my tongue. <laughs> so she loves that. Yeah. Um, what are you most grateful for? My friends, actually. My queer community and friends. I love them. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, what do you hate about straight culture? Uh, rubbing it in our face. Okay. First of all. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. So... I mean, here, if you make out, it's okay. Because everybody can make out some way. Sometimes people can get violent towards queer couple or whatever. But, like, where I come from, like, we can't make out in the streets. So fucking don't rub it in my face. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And then if you hold someone's hand, it's like, don't rub it in our face. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Fucking dare you. I hate it when they, like, think that... um, What is it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, whatever. Come on. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's your queer superpower? My queer superpower? Uh, orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, my queer superpower. Mm, I think, I don't know. I think I can manage to deconstruct kind of like a lot of prejudice in me. I think everybody should. Oh, what's your biggest queer fear? Basically, anti-LGBTIQ++ lows. They fucking scare the shit out of me. I mean, we move on with our life without them. Sometimes there are countries that don't have anti-LGBTIQ++ lows, but it's just like not being able to be who I am. What is your queer mantra? <laughs> Orgasm. <Okay. laughs> I don't know. I've never thought about that. What's yours? Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. Um, We're looking at you. <laughs> um, good question. Based on this episode, I'd want to say disrupt. Disrupt, yeah, disrupt, disrupt. Disruption. Organize. Organize, disrupt. disrupt. Organize yeah. to disrupt. I love it. Also, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that's amazing. Um, we love to end also on like a, a high, high note. Cute. Mm. So we're going to ask you what your double rainbow is, meaning mm. what's one thing that good that happened to you recently? Tom, do you have one? Uh, yes, I do. Um, this isn't going to make sense because of when this is going to air, but I have a, um, I facilitated a spoken word team for Louder Than a Bomb Festival, which is a youth spoken word mm-hmm. um, competition. Yeah. And my team is the best. Aww. And they are queer as fuck. And I love them. And they're doing such good disruptive work. Mm-hmm. They're 14 fucking years old. <gasps> they're talking about feminism. They're talking about race. They're talking about gender, ident- gender identity. They're talking about Doug Ford. They're talking about disruption. And our competition is next week. We had our rehearsal, our last rehearsal last night, and they blew me out of the fucking water. These fourteen-year-olds, mm-hmm. amazing. That's that's it. Shit, mine's really um, mine's a little bit more shallow than that. But my um, double rainbow is Lizzo's new album. Have either of you heard it? You need to hear it immediately. I'm going to send it to you. I've heard about it. Okay, she's so fucking amazing. She's this like powerful strong-voiced woman of color i think Mm -hmm. she's american um and her whole thing is just fucking loving herself and she does it so well and her music is amazing and she's like fat and owns it and Mm -hmm. gets naked and her rolling stone cover shoot if you haven't seen it you need to google it Mm -hmm. and her whole thing is like when someone says do i look fat and you go oh no and she's like first of all say yes i look Uh fat because being fat is fucking beautiful Mm -hmm. and like a lot of artists say one thing and then do another and her album perfectly encapsulates her politics Mm -hmm. and like I've been getting these weird moments lately where I get really excited to be alive to experience the art that I am Mm -hmm. like I feel lucky to to be around at a time when that came Mm -hmm. out does that make sense and so like I just like want to stop and appreciate that like Mm -hmm. her shit is like existing and it's possible and I don't know I love it it's That's amazing. Great. Yeah. I like what you said about fatness. Like, I feel like the queer community is really fat phobic. Oh, fuck. Oh, and it's yeah. something that I'm, like, really clocking recently and mm-hmm. really fucking pissed off about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's global. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All <clears throat> these, like, expectations from, especially gay men. To yes. Be, oh, like, yeah. yes. Fit and, like, 
have muscles yeah. and stuff. It's like be whoever you want to be and be proud as long as you're skinny and fit and yeah. Yeah. you know and white. Yeah, and white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like thanks to capitalism too, all the ads we see for anything gay, a gay cruise, a gay whatever, is like two white ripped gay guys kissing uh-huh. you know and and sometimes we're not they're not kissing they're smiling and those teeth are like bleached yeah <laughs> and teeth teeth are a class thing <gasps> teeth, teeth yes. is something you can afford to fix just yes. like yes, you yes, know yes, what yes, i mean yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah okay Sorry. what's your double rainbow <sighs> it can be as mundane as you want oh yeah my double rainbow oh <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. Okay, so <laughs> something very funny. I love memes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> today I saw a meme that says, How do people marry their cousins? I block them on Facebook. <laughs> 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 and that's like just hilarious. Okay, not to stigmatize anybody no, who, are, who like married to their yeah. like family members, but yeah, that. <laughs> so I don't know what else. Um, yeah, that was perfect. It hopefully ended with a laugh for our listeners. Olive, thank so. you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for on. joining thank us. You. That was special. You have to come back, please. Yes, so enlightening. Mm-hmm. That is. Uh, that was really good for me also to have this conversation thank you i know our listeners are thanking you right now if you have something to say to olive or to uh, elliot or myself or even jesse you can please email us at doyouqueer@gmail.com. send us a message on facebook or slide into our dms on instagram twitter even eventually tom um, that was so good you did that so well don't, oh, that sounded condescending. Don't I promise that wasn't condescending. Don't me. We talked about speaking with intention, and you are not learning. I'm just joking. <laughs> this has been Do You Queer What I Queer with Olive. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for joining much. us. See, See you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. 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 Do you queer? 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 Do you que